Welcome to Behind the Headlines. I'm Joe Shaw, executive editor of the Express News Group. With me is my co-host, Bill Sutton, who's managing editor of the Express News Group. Hi, Bill. Good morning. And uh, we have a panel of three of my good friends and colleagues on the East End, uh, very respected journalists. Uh, Denise Civiletti, who is the uh, founder and editor of Riverhead Local. Hi, Denise. How you doing? Good to have you. Uh, Vera Denise, who is a staff writer at Newsday, and uh, she covers the East End. Hi, Vera. Hi, Joe. Good to have you. And uh, Beth Young, who is the editor and founder of the East End Beacon. Hi, Beth. Morning, Joe. How are you? Good. Good to have you all uh, on this morning. So, uh, so let's talk about Denise. What's uh, just real briefly before we dive into some topics in depth? Uh, what's going on up your way in Riverhead? Well, you know, everybody everywhere will talk about this in depth. Uh, is you know anxious to get the vaccine, um, and there's no sign of that coming. Um, we are uh, here in Riverhead dealing with, um, you know, issues of the town water district. Um, and uh, I'm working on a story right now about the water district and the water authority kind of going head to head on um, who's going to serve areas of the town that are not presently served by the water district. Um, and there's uh, some interesting, interesting things brewing there. Um, and, you know, the COVID stuff all the time. I mean, you know, it's uh, seems like there's something else coming up every day. You know, we have these uh, some cases of this UK variant and uh, it's kind of scary. Nobody really seems to know exactly what that means there. You know, they think this, they think that we're, you know, we, they think the vaccine will still work with it. They think it's not more lethal, et cetera, et cetera. So there's, there's lots of unknowns and uh, we're kind of, I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like, okay, we're waiting for the other shoe to drop now, you know, like what's going to yeah. happen is it going to be the second wave and how bad is it going to be? So COVID now is sort of all alone at the top of the list now, as yeah. far as yeah. what's on our mind in the news, I think no question. Yeah. Beth, how about you? What's going, what's going on this week? Yeah, I, I think uh, one of the things I'm working on right now doesn't seem up front to relate to COVID, but uh, the Maureen's Haven homeless shelter network has uh, cut back a lot of its, um, a lot of its sites this year because a lot of the volunteers, because it was run by volunteers, are uh, nervous about coming out and working in COVID. So um, mm. St. Agnes in Greenport uh, is taking up a lot of the slack with that. Um, so we talked a little bit with uh, with Maureen Haven on the North Fork. Um, there was this uh, opera house that sprung up in Southolds just a uh, a couple of years ago, and um, it was really interesting. We we talked to some of the kids who were learning how to. Uh, how to become opera singers when they first opened a couple of years ago, but it's not survived the pandemic. Well, that's too uh, that's a shame. But, yeah, um, that's terrible. That's, but uh, Maureen's Haven, it's been a relatively mild winter. But if you're one of the homeless people out there trying to survive in this, it's not mild at all. It's very, very uncomfortable, yeah. and cold, and dangerous. Absolutely, yeah. And you yeah. know, people are more housing secure than ever before because so many people are coming out here and. Uh, from the city and and you can get whatever price you want if you have a rental property to uh, rent out. Well, that's a great point too. Yeah, it's gone worse. Vera, how about you? What uh, what have, what'd you write about this week? Sure. Uh, well, two stories that um, on the <coughs> South Fork that have both been going on for a while uh, kind of took major steps forward. One is the golf course proposed um, in East Quag, a project once known as the Hills, now um, um, 
I'm actually, I can't, I'm drawing a blank on what it's called now. It's uh, called the Lewis, Lewis Road. Lewis Road. $300,000 house. I, you know? I, I, I don't know. The guy wasn't giving me all his secrets. Yeah. You know, he was, he was a little bit <laughs> salesy with me on the phone. But uh, It's 3D printed, correct? Yeah. I mean, that's essentially. 3D printed, yeah. They're basically printing the yeah. elements of it. No, it's not like the. Uh, the 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 refrigerator pops out at you like a 3D movie. You know, <laughs> oh, darn let's it. be clear. You know? It's not like it, you're on an acid trip anytime you walk around the house. It's a fascinating technology, no question. Kayla, what are you looking at uh, going forward? So I've been working on a story about um, searching for college in the time of COVID. So I've um, been talking to some school guidance counselors and going to speak to some students about what it's like to embark on a college search in the middle of a pandemic. Obviously, like a college visit is always a really important part of finding a college that you want to go, potentially go to. And that has, you know, obviously made more difficult. So that's something that I'm talking to uh, schools about. And it's um, making me feel very old because they're telling me about all the different things that you can do now for your college search, the way you can use the internet, social media to kind of like narrow down your choices, all kinds of things that were not available when I was searching and how it has actually in some ways sort of leveled the playing field a little bit because you know, being able to go on a ton of college vis visits is, is a matter of privilege. So, or even to some of these college fairs or conferences that used to get hosted at these big you know, hotels or whatever. So um, a lot of that can't happen now or is limited. So it's, you know, it's not um, it's making it's a little more fair in some, in some ways. And then very, um, very timely conversation. Yeah. And then um, on Sunday, unless um, something changes, I will be putting on 500 layers to go cover a track meet, a girls track meet at Southampton. Exciting. Yeah. Uh, Bill, we have a podcast uh, this week about coyotes. We, we do. We, we uh, spoke to uh, naturalist Mike Bettini, who, uh, who writes a, a couple columns a month for us on, on the outdoors. And he's giving a presentation um, Saturday, I believe, on, on Saturday morning on coyotes. And so we sat around and we talked about coyotes. And, and I will tell you, I know uh, much too much about coyote scat at this point now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a 20, 27 Speaks, which is our podcast available where you get podcasts. And it's also available through a link at 27east.com. I want to just mention, too, that we did an Express Sessions event virtually yesterday, which would be Thursday for us. Um, and it was on COVID-19 and vaccines. And we had some terrific um, medical folks and Steve Ballone, the Suffolk County Executive, Fred Thiel, the State Assemblyman. Uh, I don't know that we were able to give people a lot of answers. Part of the conversation was that there's still a lot of questions that need to be answered and there's a lot of frustration at all levels. So, uh, but we do talk about that. That is also going to be available. Video of that Express Sessions event is going to be available on our website, 27east.com. I want to thank everybody. Uh, this has been a great conversation. David Rattray of The Star, uh, Grant Parpin from the Times Review Media Group, Kaylin Riley, uh, our treasured freelance journalist and longtime staffer, and uh, to my co-host, Bill Sutton. Thank you, guys. Appreciate your time. Great show, guys. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Thanks, this, 
This has been Behind the Headlines, and uh, we'll be back next week with a panel of folks talking about uh, what's going on behind the headlines. I'm Joe Shaw, uh, the executive editor of the Express News Group. Thanks for being with us.